I guess I have to ask this question. Your thoughts on Marvel movies as a whole. Considering you are a comic book uh, writer, do you think the movies did an adequate job of portraying heroes, I guess, in the modern era? I will say, as somebody who reads the comics, I see a lot of flaws. Um, obviously, the most um, important in the comic book, it was Captain America who died, not uh, Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. And just the portrayal of like Scarlet Witch and everything, who's one of the most powerful mutants we've ever seen in X-Men. Um, however, I will say I'm so immensely proud of them because for a lot of people, that was their first sight of a superhero. That was their first introduction into superheroes. And we didn't inspire a whole new generation of superhero lovers just based off of those movies. So I'm very proud for that fact. And when I watch it, I try to watch it as a movie lover and not a comic lover, just off of the respect that I I have to give Marvel for just giving this to, to children, to adults who didn't get into comic books when they were kids. So it's, it's a yes and no question. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause normally for me, I'm, they call me the Russian judge in my social circle because I'm like the tough, you know, most people give like hundreds. I'm like, eh, 85, you know, <laughs> 99.7. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I, I had my moments with the Marvel movies as a whole. I, I, I your point sort of makes me want to, you know, align myself with it by saying, yeah, it, it makes <laughs> sense. You know, a lot of people haven't seen heroes. This is the first time, yada, yada. Um, and as, as good as some of the Marvel films were singularly, there were times I feel like the whole entire franchise feels like a car. I, I don't know if how you, maybe in the old cartoon days, like Bugs Bunny and stuff like that, there was like a race and there's a car that's just like zooming to the end. And then when it gets to the finish line, it just falls apart. It feels like Marvel <laughs> feels like that. Like it, it like because it, once it finished with Endgame, it just the car just like oh th- we we just got it over the finish line, that's it. I I stopped reading the comics. I would say probably early two thousands. So I'm like I'm aware of the characters. Like I know who they are, what they do. Um, I and of course you know you have the internet to tell you what you don't know with spoilers and whatever the case may be, but. I feel like Marvel, they sort of tweak things the way they needed to to get their, I don't want to say a narrative, but the, just to get this thing moving along so that yes. by the end, by the end, it's just like, okay, you know, we finished it, you know, that's it. Let's just, let's just get out. And I mean, now this new wave of stuff that they've got coming out, of course, you know, I'm, I'm super skeptical of because I don't think the interest will be there the same way for the new stuff <laughs> this next this next wave anyway so yeah we're, we're moving into the next phase um marble phase four i think so it's either five i think it's five i think it's five this was Is just it? four i think this was phase four okay so we're moving to phase five um so i am i wouldn't say skeptical i'm not as excited however there are some things i'm excited about um i'm excited to see what they're going to be doing with um spider-man with peter parker uh, but not just Peter Parker, but we are getting another Into the Spider-Verse movie. Um, and where we're not going to just have Miles uh, Morales, we're going to have Miguel O'Hara. Um, so that's super exciting for me. Um, 
the Black Widow movie, um, it was it was pushed back. I don't know if you know due to the virus and everything, it was pushed back. I heard. I'm excited because I want to be. <laughs> I, I want to give. I want to give Black Widow that that time to shine. <laughs> I really do. So I'm going to psych myself up for it. Okay. Uh, However, I am excited to see, are we going to get Black, uh, Black Widow back into the universe or the cinematic universe after this movie? Um, I Obviously, there's going to be a twist in it at some point. It's going to open up another movie for another character. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, I, I just want one good relaunch of X-Men. I'm telling you, you give me that and I will be a Marvel fan for life. <laughs> That's all I want. <sighs> Um, I mean, you can have that hope. Um, <laughs> if you have extra, you can probably send it to me via uh, messenger because I have zero, zero belief that they're going to do that. I think for me, that was the biggest insult. It's just what they did to the X-Men. Um, it's, it's kind of unforgivable in a sense, but Marvel has to cater to their fans. And we saw Marvel come out from a, a really severe bankruptcy from the 90s. Um, right. But they, they really did need to cater to their fans and kind of build that fan base. And I kind of think they did what they had to do. I mean, yeah, but I just, it was really bad. Like the first, the first one. And the funny thing <laughs> is that back then, the first one I thought was okay. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, this isn't, it's not my best, it's not the best film, but I was like, you know what? It's a start. And then I just never watched any of the other, I didn't see X2. I didn't see X3. Um, I got halfway through X3 and I never watched it again. Fair. Fair. So I, heard, I, can't, I can't tell you nothing about that movie. I got halfway through it. I'm like, listen, <laughs> this is all you guys are going to get. <laughs> I saw the one I, I, X-Men first class. I call X-Men priority mail because I didn't think it was as that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Days of Future Past was probably the best one. I say that. That's probably the best one. Um, mm-hmm. Apocalypse actually introduced some interesting characters, but the movie was Garbo. The only reason why I was I had high hopes for Apocalypse because we finally see Storm as one of the um, four horsemen, and I'm like, all right, they're doing it. I have high hopes. We got it. I watched it, and I'm like, oh come on, guys. They botched it from the from the opening (laughs) credit. They botched. Like you had us, you had us here and ready and waiting, and you're like, you know what, psych. Yeah, Yeah, that was absolute trash. Um, So Logan was good. Logan was good. That that was one I didn't sort of expect. Um, It got a little heavy handed toward the end, but Uh, overall it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. I will say that it was okay. It was all right. It was okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, mean, probably based on source material, it probably isn't accurate. Um, No. But just just from a film standpoint, if you saw it, as you said, you watch it as a film instead of a comic book reader, as a film, it for me, who do, who wasn't as um, familiar with source material, it was okay. Yes. Okay. I will say from a film standpoint, let's say I'm going in not knowing too much about X-Men or comic books. Yes. Right. I will say Love One was a good movie. Okay. Um, yeah. That, yeah. I would have to just go in. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Um, but when we compare the Marvel Cinematic Universe to DC, I think that's another reason why Marvel gets so much praise because they're constantly being uh, compared. And as you know, Marvel cinematically just kills DC every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And the funny thing is DC uh-huh. technically 
should have it together because you have the the your 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 people that you're picking from it's a lot more congr it's, it's a lot more tightly congregated like it's it's a shallower pool to fish from so to speak mm-hmm. like you just establish you establish the justice league basically with batman superman wonder woman uh green lantern and then flash like you you start with those five you get those guys established and you can go anywhere from there technically but the way that they've botched it the entire <laughs> way like just fumbled stuff um, as you know i love harley quinn and um so everybody's like well are you gonna go see birds of prey i'm like listen that movie doesn't even exist in my mind <laughs> um i walked out during suicide squad wow um I have yet to get through Batman versus Superman or Justice League. I've been through both of them. I can't get, I can't do it. <laughs> I try. I can't do it. I've been through both. And it's almost a form of torture um, to get through it, which is heartbreaking for me because if we go to the animated movies, DC, I will watch a DC animated movie over a Marvel movie any day. Yes. Understand. Completely understand. Completely understand. DC's animated division should be their film division. Like they should switch spots. <laughs> You know what I think? I think when it comes to cinematic universe, they want to cater it to children because they're superheroes. Um, and the animated films are not catered towards children. And I think they try to numb it down and to make it PG-13 and you get this really boring film that's not DC. DC is just a darker comic. Um, they kind of killed the silver age of comics. I'm sorry, the golden age of comics. So we're not, we don't expect that light at, at the end of the We want to see people die. We want to see the darkness of DC. And they can't bring it into the cinematic universe. Hmm. Uh, what do you think of animation as a medium to tell stories? Do you think it should be on the same level as real, um, not real, uh, but live action? Do you think it should be on neck and neck? Okay. Absolutely. Um, when I compare like um, Batman versus Superman to The Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight um, Returns Part Two, and that's where they you know took that fight scene from. I'm just like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. Or even um, Assault on Arkham and Suicide Squad. It's just, you're able to better enjoy the animated version than you were the live action. I would I would have been so much happier if they put the live, I'm sorry, the animated one in theaters. Like I would pay, hands down. Hmm. Hmm. I agree 100%. That's probably why I asked you. I, I asked you a leading question so that I can, you know, get back on my soapbox real quick. Um, I hope to eventually make a, an episode about this, but I feel like animation should be on the same level as live action films. And I feel like films like uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse are the perfect example of things like that. Um, not necessarily Disney. Disney's a different conversation altogether. Like I know Disney's yeah. geared toward like Disney has, I don't want to call it propaganda, but they've got a narrative that they want to, they want to cater toward the children's, the children's like people have, <laughs> People have a Disney mindset as they've grown up. You know, the, yes. there's a prince and princess and royalty and hero, villain. Like, you've got clearly defined lines. I get that. But I feel like like even anime or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, there are, there are things that those movies can do visually, sonically, combined, yes. that I don't think somebody in a, on wires in front of a green screen can do. Absolutely. I agree. The first I'll give I'll give the first Sin City some credit because I feel like maybe and even 300 with um, Zach Miller. Is it uh, Frank? No. 
who did um who did 300 i can't remember the director's name he's the one who did batman v superman and tore that film up um oh. zach snyder sorry <laughs> so those those two were based off graphic novels ad- adapted i think from frank miller frank miller's stuff if we're, if we're gonna do um good ad- adaptation adaptations of graphic novels we're gonna have to say the matrix in there too fair fair I, i'll say the first one the second one and third one kind of <gasps> second and thir- second one third one kind of oh my gosh <laughs> I, I, let me. I might have to at least say the first and second. I will give you the third one. Kind of dragged on a little bit. At least say the Matrix and the um. You know, Matrix Reloaded. I think my problem with Reloaded was. I. Th- okay, I'll I'll give you Reloaded. I'll give you Reloaded. I'll give you Reloaded. <laughs> the Revelations was was not, was the opposite of a revelation. <laughs> it was just long and drawn out at that point. Right. So. <laughs> Let's give those two, the two Matrix films, Sin City and 300, I'll give them credit for trying something different, at least from a live action standpoint. They, they may not have been great films all the way through, but I'll give them credit for trying visual styles, something different from what we would normally get in, say, a Marvel DC film. But I feel like the animated medium should be taken more seriously. Yes. And I feel like it should be given um, more. Uh, I'm not gonna say more, more of a budget to get that point across. Now, granted, when there's bad animation, it's bad animation. Like <laughs> I, I understand that. Like if you skimp out on some of these transitions, it looks poor. Uh, sometimes you ha- like like um, I didn't hate the movie, but uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. That was like the full CGI film. Um, it was not a Final Fantasy <laughs> film at all. It was just like a Hollywood vehicle with like CGI people. That was dry. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put uh, something like that forefront. I think you hit it on nail. Hit it on the head when you said something as far as like Into the Spider Verse, uh, Into the Spider Verse, and things like that. Um, Final Fantasy. We're not going to. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to use that as a leading example. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but that's that's what Hollywood would say as a leading example. I'm like, that's no. You're wrong with that one. Spider-Verse is where we need to go more so in terms of storytelling, visuals, stuff like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want you to, I don't necessarily need you to copy because I think that's what Hollywood wants to do is like, oh, they see Spider-Verse. Let's do comic Tell panels. Me about it. Let's do comic panels. Let's do uh, young urban hip. You know, I don't want that. I, I just want you to just do just good take stuff. Take a page from it and make it your own. Yeah, just do good stuff. Like, have mm-hmm. a sense of humor, understand the source material, I think that's kind of the key issue with Hollywood as well is they don't understand the source material to refer back to the X-Men. They, I don't think they liked it. Same thing with Batman v Superman. I don't think they liked it. So you can always tell if the director is passionate about what they're doing. And I think they wanted to put a movie out. However, I don't think they were passionate at all about the comic or I don't know if it was that particular comic or comics in general. You just saw no passion behind mm-hmm. those movies. So I, I, that was, for me, the biggest reason why I just couldn't get into it. it. You can tell it was a director that just wanted to put out a movie. Yeah. yeah. Because Hollywood said here, you can go make us money by just taking this property yeah. and flip it. Like, case in point, Deadpool. You take somebody who was interested in the product, Deadpool, the first one should not have been as successful as it was. They actually took money away from it mm-hmm. before it even came out. Like, they, yeah. they, had, they gave it its original budget and said, eh, Let's take 10 mil off the top. Let's take, just give it a 10 mil shave and then still make it. And it was still a success. And then, of course, when, it the, 
You know what? Ryle Reynolds loved every moment of it. I, yeah, he should have. It was a. It was a. It was a very. That's one of the few live action films that I will go to bat for in the public space. That one. Even even Old Blade, the first Blade movie was. I'm a huge Blade fan. First, first Blade. Blade first, actually, if you're if you're putting it against the entire universe of live action, that's that stands pretty strongly in the upper Absolutely. third. Uh, I mean, Blade Two, Blade Three, uh, you know, discussions. Yeah. Um, what will he Blade Three and yeah, in Blade, the back? I mean, Ryan Reynolds was in Three, unfortunately. I tell people, uh, Ryan, when I was kind of old us, um, he owed us for the Green Lantern movie. If we had to suffer through that, we were owed that Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the Green Lantern movie. That, that's... Mm. Well, you want to know what's worse? The animated movie is just as boring. <laughs> that's a shame. That's, that's, a, that's a crying shame. It was just as bad. What, what's, what's wrong with the Green Lantern? Like, how can you not get him right? You know, I don't like Hal Jordan. I am a Hal Jordan um, hater, so to speak. I love Green Lantern. I love Guy Garner. I love um, Kyle Rayner. I love Jon Stewart. I do not like, um, or and Jessica Cruz. I do not like Hal Jordan. Hmm. So it just might be the one that they chose to be the lead yes. guy. Uh, they chose the one idiot. Fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. So I just have one. I think I have one more question and after that we can probably just uh, f- talk from there. Characters of color. We, we talked about that off air uh, in, in conversation. Um, what do you think it is about characters of color not receiving their due justice um, just in society overall? Um, well, number one, I think it's the lack of characters of color and the lack of relatable characters of color. Um, I think for the longest time, the fan base of comics were perceived to be a certain race, a certain demographic, I should say, and they were catered to that demographic. So there wasn't um, too much to go on. We really didn't start to see a rise of, even um, Black Panther was around for decades before we even really acknowledged him. The first real acknowledgement had to be static shock. He was the first black superhero that we really see stand on his own. Mm. Um, but even then that, that didn't last too long. So it's, it's a hard question as far as why I think it just kind of comes back to who they wanted their fan base to be. Mm. I mean, we do have some amazing black superheroes um, icon, but they don't get their limelight. So it's not it's not a lack of having them. It's just we they make them and then they're they're back. They're they're okay. They they get one issue and then that's it. Yeah. Because even even if I think back to like the golden age or the era where we sort of grew up going to the comic book stores, uh, you can probably count on maybe two hands the amount of black superheroes there were. Um, you had Storm, Black Panther. Um, I think it's uh, Power, not Power Fist. Is it um, I the the one they did a Netflix series about. Um, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. That's him. That's, <laughs> that's three. It gets dicey right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have quite a bit more. Um, 
Cyborg didn't get his time to shine as well. But I, I tell people it's okay when they're black, but something else. You know, they're black, but they're part animal. They're black, but they're part computer. And we see it in Disney. We see it in everything else. Um, those are the ones that usually get a time to shine. We did see John Stewart in Justice League, which I was very happy about. I was very proud to see him. I think that was another major milestone because we had a black character. He was not a black computer. He was not a black animal. He was a black hero. Right, 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 right. There was a, there's another one from that uh, DC era. I'm thinking of Justice League Unlimited. Um, oh, she's a Wonder Woman, not a villain, but somebody who's uh, fought against her. Uh, the black, uh, she's a black lady with the ability to harness the power of animals. Oh, um, she dated John Stewart. Yeah, because of the V. Oh goodness, why? Um, see, I cosplayed as her one time. <laughs> Cosplay card revoked. I cosplayed as her one time, and I cannot think of her name. She dated John Stewart after um, Hot Girl. Damn it! It's going to come to me. Give okay. me a second. I'll give you time. I know it begins with a V, so that that's that's the uh, the, the one hint. I think it's five letters. I don't w- tell me. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Because I don't remember. I won't tell you. The crazy thing is I've cosplayed as her and I cannot think of her name. This is crazy. Shame. Shameful. Shameful. I know. What the heck? <laughs> she uses a necklace mm-hmm. to change into the animals. You know you know who she is. I know I know exactly who you're talking about too, but I, I don't remember her name. I just know it begins with a V. I can't think of it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a lifeline, aka myself. That's what turning thirty does to everybody, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up my lifeline and uh, let's see. Um, she is. Oh my goodness! Why can I not think of her? This is going to bother me. Even when I found out, it was gonna bother me because I didn't remember her name. Fair. Her name is Vixen. Vixen. How did I not remember that? Oh my goodness! I wanted to say Vixen, but then I said it might not be it. But it it's Vixen. It's Vixen. How? I will give you her whole life story, but I can't tell you her name. It happens. It happens. Yeah. I'm getting old. I'll have to. We'll have to send you some ginkgo. Uh, for... <laughs> Just take a little pill, and hopefully, yeah. I'll feel better. I'll clear her up. Yeah. But yeah, there's Yeah, you're right. They we they've been there, they just they've never been given a platform to sort of just I don't want to say succeed, but they've they've just never been they've never had that platform to sort of just give get room to breathe, so to speak. Yes. I will also um just shout out Static Shot the comic for another reason. Uh one of the first comics to have an openly gay character. Um so his best friend was gay. Hmm. Oh, um, see, because when I when I hear Static Shock, I I vaguely remember the comics because I I I did buy a lot of those comics when they first came out, mm-hmm. but then I, I never kept up with them because I had too many interests. Because then I had my favorites in Image Comics, I had my Image in Marvel Comics. DC had already fallen off by that point to me, mm-hmm. so I was I was more focused on those others. And I was like, all right, I'll give these these black superheroes a thing. I was like, all right, it has it has like a rough almost like a charcoal edge type of drawing style to it. It didn't necessarily appeal to me the same way. And then I think by the time the cartoons came out, 
Static Shock, the cartoon, felt kind of sanitized. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I wanted the same drawing style on the screen. Like, if um, yeah, the guy who did Samurai Jack did Static Shock, I think he would have a similar visual style to the comics, where it would have, like, a darker edge. The city may not be as bright and sunny and... Well, we, we do see, like you said, a darker edge in the comics. Um, one of the things we touched on is Static's ability to kill, um, how he can like explode electrons in people or something. It was like badass, and that to the point where at, at one point he almost crossed the line and did it. And we kind of see him struggle with certain things. Um, we deal with suicide. Somebody tried to shoot up a school. I, I know they did an episode on it um, in the series, but it was really light compared to the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we deal with. Uh, I believe it was Richie, right? Richie Foley. Right. Was his best friend. Yeah. Him being bullied for being gay. So you do deal with some real life issues in the Static Stock uh, comic book that you don't really get in the show. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I had already disengaged from the comic book by that point. To, so you know way more about it than I do. But like I said, the show felt sanitized by that point. So. Definitely. <laughs> uh, do you feel that representation is important? Oh, absolutely. In, in, okay. Absolutely, because we are who we perceive ourselves to be. When we look at a mirror, we look on a TV, and we see people that look like us, we're looking at what they're doing. So heroes are important. I tell people heroes are important for every age. This notion that heroes are nothing more than a piece of paper. No, heroes are somebody's ideology. They're their reason for going on. Um, another reason why I like anime and slice of life anime, because they do show um, the reality of people and how they move past traumas and everything. Heroes are so important. And what's more important than having somebody who looks like you, who knows what you're going through. For me, that's going to be a constant conversation because I'm unsure of how I feel about representation like that. I know it's important that they exist, but I don't know if I always need them to speak for me. That That's kind of where I am. I'm sort of in that middle ground, at least on that topic. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, I guess for me, that would be like a, something else to just keep talking about. Like it, it, your opinion sounds correct. Like your opinion sounds, it, it is your, it is. It's legit. It sounds like it's a good. Yeah, it is. But it's just, it's not like everything, everything you said makes sense. And it, it, it lines up with how you feel. And it's just like, I don't necessarily feel like I have to feel like you feel, but I see, I see the, I see the validity of your point. It's just for me, it's just I have, I guess I have my feeling, and it's just I'm sort of, sort of sticking you know, with it. That is the beauty of opinions. I say is that you don't, you are not required to agree with it. I love um, when people have a different opinion than mine because it gives me perspective, which is so important. That seems that seems to be the key, that key word. I should I should change this uh, podcast to perspectives, because uh, it seems like every conversation I have that word pops up. Everything's about perspective. Everything's about for that <laughs> perspective. So just in case you don't know, um, I speak two languages. I speak English and Spanish. Sometimes when I'm speaking in my head, it's just so jumbled, and I start to get a. a, a um, either confused about my words or i start to get an accent so ignore me <laughs> okay i will i'll I take your advice i'll completely ignore you so <laughs> so now you've got english spanish and japanese subtitles in your head in my head i'm at, telling you it's a time. mess up here no wonder i drink jameson <laughs> yeah we weapons anime on constant stream 
2000s and before uh, Missy Elliott. <laughs> that's that's all. That's the six things that are in your brain. Gotcha. That is like Harlan in a nutshell. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think we have come to the end of our um, of our interview. I think we've got a lot of content here. You've been a, a wonderful guest. Uh, thanks for uh, being on the show. It's been amazing. I do want to add, um, along with my comic book, I am working on a web series. I have started recording my voice of Justice, who I personally will be playing. Um, I do have some other voice actors coming on as well. So definitely look for that. Okay. Uh, could you tell the listeners where they can find more about Justice, the comic book, and more about you? So right now, my Instagram, Harley Har- Har- I'm calling myself Harley. Oh, my goodness. Harlan.Harris <laughs> underscore production. That's on my Instagram page. I will post all the up-to-date information about my comic, the link where you can buy it, um, the dates my issues will drop, also the link for our web series that's coming. Hmm. So it's super exciting. Do you, you you plan on releasing physical copies of Justice, yes? Uh, digital copies. Digital, okay. Do you have any ideas of going physical down the line? Everybody keeps asking me that. I would love to do physical. I still like going to Barnes and Nobles and buying books. I actually love it. It's like a treat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is something that can cost more than I would ever make, which if I had the money, that's totally okay. But um, to make like 112 copies and have everybody download it digitally, it's just like I just basically killed a bunch of trees for nothing. Okay. So. Environmental reasons. I get you. I get you. Um, I do want to have at least five copies because just for people who do want to have it as a collector's item and things like that, I'll probably do special order in that case. Okay. Um, but I guess we'll play it by ear. Okay. Okay. And you said you have, you're having voice actors. So you're going uh, like a webtoon route as well. Yeah. So it's going to be a web series. I'm um, similar to how Ruby started out actually. Um, so it's going to be a web series that we're going to be uh, producing. We're going to be doing everything from, the characters and the animation to the voice acting. I have been using Goldheart Studios in New York to record the voices. Uh, and it's, it's just been a lot of fun. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I've missed out on a certain line of questioning now here, now hearing about the animated side of this. Okay. All right. That was just like the golden nugget to throw in there to throw you off. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. But so, yes. So you, uh, they can go to Harlan Harris on uh, Instagram and yep. then Harlan.Harris uh, underscore productions. Okay. And then uh, any uh, any personal social media, or uh, are you going to withhold? Uh, I know um, my personal social media is. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Harley Lynn. Harlem was already taken, guys. <laughs> the, gr- the greedy internet man, greedy. I know they took my name. The universe wants me to be Harley so bad. Even at work, they call me Harley, and I'm like, it's Harlan or just Lynn. Pick yeah. one. Um, but Harley Lynn um, 817 is my personal Instagram. Feel free to message me on there if you have any questions. I'm so happy to help any up and coming artists or writers. Like, I want to share everything I've learned. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, this has been another episode of the From Where I Say podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Harlan. I think because I'm now in my head, I'm thinking Harley Lynn. So, Harlan. I would like to thank Harley for, for guesting. Um, and um, I would like to wish everybody a good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're hearing this. And um, you can say, say your final salutations, Harlan. 
It's been so much fun. Bye, everybody. All right. And we are done. And that is that. Yeah.